Hey there, you are listening to the Motherhood Elevated Podcast. I'm your host, Annette Jones, and this is episode number 39, Designing Your Identity. You are listening to the Motherhood Elevated Podcast for women who want to find clarity of mind, create lasting emotional well-being and confidence, and achieve amazing potential. Come with me. This will be fun. So good to be with you this week. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that I recently had some changes to my schedule, which have allowed me to open up a few extra spots on my calendar for clients. And I get lots of questions, as you can imagine, about what coaching is and how it works. And so I thought I'd just touch on that a little bit here um, about the way I work with clients and what coaching is doing for them. So generally my clients come to me when they want to make some kind of change in their lives. They want to experience more joy, have more peace, more motivation, more confidence. They want to um, have more love for themselves or better relationships with the people in their lives, or they want to figure out how to move forward on goals that they just haven't been able to get traction on. The thing I love about coaching is that it shows you how to take the things in your life that you wish were different and figure out how to change them. And it's not even just about changing, it's really about becoming. It's about helping you become the kind of person who can create whatever you want in your life. The only thing standing in between you and the life you want, the relationships, the health, the opportunities, the goals, the contribution, the freedom that you want is your thoughts. And the amazing thing is that you don't have to keep thinking the thoughts that are holding you back. You can change them if you want to. And that is the work we do. It's helping you to learn how to manage your brain so that it's working for you and not against you. Sometimes our brains are trying so hard to keep us from dying (laughs) that they are actually keeping us from really living. And so the majority of the time, those natural survival tendencies of your brain are going to be resistant to any type of change or growth, but that doesn't mean it isn't possible. And that is the beauty of coaching. I'm going to share with you this quote that I just posted on my Instagram the other day. It's from Pete Carroll, and he says, each person holds so much power within themselves that needs to be let out. Sometimes they just need a little nudge, a little direction, a little support, a little coaching, and the greatest things can happen. And I have seen this to be so true in my own life and in the lives of the clients I've worked with. We all have great things inside of us. We just need to know how to learn to let them out. So I just wanted to mention that if you're interested in finding out what coaching can do for you, go sign up for a free session with me. You can find the link to my calendar on my website at Annette Jones Life Coaching or over on my Instagram account at Annette Jones Coaching. Okay, let's dive into today's topic. It's a good one. So first of all, I have a question for you. Who are you? If someone asked you this question, how would you respond? Do you identify yourself in relation to other people, like a wife, mother, sister, daughter, friend? Uh, Maybe you identify yourself by your profession. Are you a photographer, teacher, nurse, entrepreneur, homemaker? Um, Maybe you identify yourself by your talents or hobbies. Maybe you're a runner or a blogger or a baker or a gardener or a DIYer. We all have different ways of identifying ourselves based on individual circumstances, right? And the way we identify ourselves can change based on our circumstances, based on our phase of life, um, even, even what other people tell us about ourselves, right? But when it comes down to it, your identity is basically a story you tell yourself about yourself. And we may not fully be aware of it, but that story, that identity we assign to ourselves is so important because our identity determines what we believe about ourselves, about who we are, about what we can do, about what we're capable of, about what's possible for our lives. 
And so I want to talk with you today about this idea that first of all, the way we think about ourselves, our self-image, the judgments we make, the beliefs we hold has an enormous impact on what we do and how we behave. And second of all, that our identity can change. For so long, it was believed that when we reached a certain age, somewhere in our 30s, that the traits and tendencies we had developed up until that point were were fixed and unchanging. But then we learned that the human brain has something called plasticity, which meant it wasn't fixed. It was flexible and that it was possible to change it, to rewire it. I remember that being one of the biggest ahas of my life, that I didn't have to stay stuck where I was, that my personality and my habits and my way of being in the world wasn't fixed, and that if I was willing to do the work, I could change and become whoever I wanted to be. Another way to think about this is to identify what labels you put on yourself. Labels can be so limiting, right? These are some of the labels that I've heard lately that people put on themselves. I'm not a morning person. I'm always late. I'm just not smart. I'm not organized. I'm terrible at managing my time. I'm not confident. I'm lazy. I'm a procrastinator. I'm a horrible cook. I'm not very disciplined. And the tricky thing about putting these labels on ourselves is that we think we're just making observations about something that's a fact, right? When we put these labels on ourselves, we're falling into the trap of a fixed mindset, as Carol Dweck calls it, right? A fixed mindset is believing that our talents, our capacities, our personalities, our potentials are predetermined and unchanging. But a growth mindset, on the other hand, um, asserts that we can grow and develop and change, right? That our abilities can be expanded and that our potential is actually as high as we believe it is to be. Even our personalities can change. More and more, the research is suggesting that personality isn't simply encoded into our genes, right? It's actually dynamic and flexible and it changes based on our intention and on our life's experiences. So I think one of the most important realizations I've had is that I get to choose my identity. I get to decide who I want to be and then I can create that for myself. Let me give you um, an example of this. I was mostly introduced through coaching by listening to podcasts. And from the day I heard my first podcast, I remember thinking it would be so cool to have a podcast someday. That just sounded so fun to me for some reason. And I just couldn't get um, get enough of them, right? I found a few that I listened to religiously, and I always just had the secret desire to have my own podcast. Well, that was back in 2016, I think, when I heard my first one. And in 2018, I found myself in training to become a life coach. And I loved that experience. I met so many great people, many of whom knew much more than I did about running a business. I'd been a stay-at-home mom for the past 19 years, and I had absolutely no business experience, um, hardly any working experience at all. And I just remember thinking, wow, I wish I had the same experience and background that so many of these people have, but I didn't. And that led me to think things like, yeah, I'd love to have a business, but I'm just not that kind of person. I'm a mom, not an entrepreneur. I'd love to have a podcast, but I'm just not that kind of person. I don't know where to start. I don't know anything about that. I wish I could do these things, but there's just something especially different about me, right? I don't have the advantages that these people have, and I just can't. And I remember sitting in that coach training and kind of feeling bad for myself that I couldn't do what I saw other people doing or build what I saw other people building. My identity was so based on evidence from things from my past, from things that I had done or hadn't done, that I just couldn't see past that. And I had evidence from other people too. It was a big investment to certify as a life coach. And there were a few people in my life who expressed surprise and even some doubt that I would actually do anything with it because that just wasn't really me. 
And I know this wasn't meant in any way to discourage me, but to be honest, it really did because I hung on to those labels and those beliefs about myself that I just wasn't that kind of person to do something like this. And I really held myself back for a long time. I procrastinated, I self-sabotaged, and I didn't really do much of anything for a while because if I just wasn't that kind of person, then what was the point of even trying, right? And this went on for several months. Um, That was in May of 2018. And finally, in about March of 2019, I decided I wanted to do something with the certification I'd received. I'd been coaching a few friends and family members who know, who um, known that I'd done coach training, but I decided I wanted to try my hand at this business thing. Nothing too crazy, but just kind of dip my feet in the water, right? And get the word out um, that this was something I was doing. And so I started an Instagram account and I had that going for a few weeks when I had this overwhelming just... I don't know what you would call it, desire, prompting, impression, (laughs) but I just kept having the thoughts over and over that I should start a podcast. So I kind of toyed around with that for a couple of weeks, wrote out a few drafts of what I would say in my first episode, and I remember one day just sitting down and Googling how to start a podcast. And another one of the labels I put on myself was that I was very technologically challenged. (laughs) That was another thing that had kept me from even trying, was the belief that there was just no way. I wasn't good at that aspect of it. It was too complicated, and I could never figure that out. But about an hour after I started researching it, I had made an account on a podcast hosting website and downloaded a program to record and edit the podcast. And I had this little rush, this little moment of, I am figuring this out. I am becoming a podcaster. And so I spent the next several hours figuring out how to do an intro and an outro and how to edit the recording, how to upload it, everything else that goes into putting out a podcast. And by the end of that afternoon, I had my very first episode ready to go. And as I pushed that publish button, again, I had that rush of, I did it. I'm a podcaster. And I, of course, had tons of brain drama around what people were going to think of it. And so I got to work through that. But that just comes with the territory, right? But I was so excited and and surprised, to be honest, that I had done something that my brain was absolutely certain I couldn't do. And I started thinking, okay, if my brain was wrong about this, what other things was it telling me that I couldn't do that were actually totally possible? It kind of blew my mind. And something just cool to follow up on that story um, is that a few episodes in, I had a a really good friend who we'd lived by about 15 years earlier in a whole different state. And we'd moved away and I hadn't seen her talk to her in years. And she started following me on Instagram a couple months earlier. And a few weeks into my podcast, she messaged me and told me how much she was loving it and that she had really been struggling with some things and that this podcast had been an answer to her prayers. And so it was an awesome opportunity to reconnect with her. Um, And she ended up getting certified as a life coach about a year later. And she's just amazing. And she's doing some really great things in her life and business with it. Um, And we talk all the time. It's so fun. And one day I was just thinking, what if I had never questioned that identity that my brain had for me? What if I had just gone on believing that I just wasn't that kind of person and it wasn't possible? And in my business, I've had the opportunity to work with so many amazing clients and other coaches. What if I hadn't ever given myself the chance to try on the identity of an entrepreneur? I can't tell you how far-fetched that sounded to me for the longest time. But I've had so many amazing opportunities and experiences because I was willing to stretch my mind a little bit and believe something new about myself. 
And I realized later that this process I went through was kind of a version of something that James Clear talks about in his book, Atomic Habits. It's one of my favorites. If you haven't read it, you should go read it. (laughs) And he talks about this idea that the key to success as you set out to build a habit is not really in the ultimate outcome or result you're seeking or even in the actions you're taking to get there. But the main determinant of your success is going to be in your identity, your beliefs about yourself and the kind of person that you are. So instead of focusing on what we want to achieve, he says, it's more important to focus on who we want to become. True behavior change requires an identity change. So the goal isn't necessarily to read a book, it's to become a reader. The goal isn't to run a marathon, it's to become a runner. The goal isn't to have a clean house, it's to become a person who's organized. Um, And the goal isn't to eat less junk food. It's to become a person who honors and takes care of her body, right? The things we do are essentially a reflection of who we believe we are. James Clear says, when your behavior and your identity are fully aligned, you are no longer pursuing behavior change. You are simply acting like the type of person you already believe yourself to be. And this is true for positive aspects of behavior change, but it's also true for those negative identities we have of ourselves, like the ones I brought up a few minutes ago, right? I'm always late. I'm not smart. I'm terrible at managing my time. I'm shy. I'm not confident. I'm lazy. I'm a procrastinator. And so many of us assign these labels to ourselves, not realizing the impact they have on our lives and our behavior. And we attach ourselves to them and just accept them as true. And then we just keep repeating those behaviors, never changing anything because we think we don't have a choice, that it's just who we are. And so when you go to try to change your behavior or form a new habit, your brain is going to resist any action that goes against your current identity, right? Even if that identity isn't serving you because your brain is desperately trying to be right. Your brain wants to prove your beliefs about yourself right, even if they're not creating what you want. And I think this is really important to know. You aren't feeling resistance because you can't change or that it isn't right to change, right? You're just feeling resistance because it goes against a belief about yourself that you've been practicing for a very long time and that your brain is trying really hard to hold on to. Um, Clear says, becoming the best version of yourself requires you to continuously edit your beliefs and to upgrade and expand your identity. And I love that, continuously editing your beliefs. It makes me think of those essays I used to write in school, right? But we get to continually edit ourselves. We get to keep growing. We get to keep learning, keep trying and failing and accomplishing. It's just such amazing work. And it doesn't always feel great, right? It doesn't always feel amazing. Sometimes it feels awful, actually. But we were designed to expand and change throughout our lives and into eternity, right? As God's children, that's our potential. And I don't think this process ever really ends. So let's talk about what to do when you want to change your identity. We aren't born with the beliefs we have about ourselves. The beliefs we have about who we are and what we're capable of are learned and they're kind of conditioned into us based on our experiences, what we have or haven't done, what other people have told us about ourselves, right? We make all these observations and judgments and then we use them to create these identities of who we think we are and what we believe we can do. And then we behave according to those identities. And the more we repeat a certain behavior, the more automatic it becomes until it develops into a habit. And the more we repeat that habit, the more we reinforce that identity. It's kind of the cycle, right? Repeating the habit or behavior just gives us more evidence to support the fact that we are indeed that kind of person. And we get these little ideas, right? These little glimpses of the kind of 
person that we want to become. Like one of the things I've always told myself is that I'm just not very organized. And I noticed at one point that I was in the habit of just piling things like mail or papers on my desk or when I was cleaning, I was in the habit of just moving something um, from one location to a different location (laughs) instead of just putting it away. Um, I remember picking something up upstairs that needed to go down to the garage and I took it down and I just set it on the kitchen counter and went to walk away and then I stopped and thought wow like 10 more steps and I could have made it to the garage and actually put the thing away why didn't I just finish it and I thought I'm in the habit of not finishing things and that's why I tell myself I'm disorganized because so many times I make it you know getting something about 80 90 percent done and then I just stop and I decided I wanted to become a finisher I wanted to be someone who followed through on things And I realized that when I had that identity, like I'm a finisher, it changed those little habits of doing things halfway. And the result was that my house is starting to feel more organized, right? And less cluttered. Um, It's definitely something I'm still working on. It's a process, right? But I can slowly see my habits changing. And I can see that, yeah, maybe I don't have to keep that identity that I'm a disorganized person. And so the way that James Clear explains it in his book is every action you take is a vote for the type of person you want to become. No single instance will transform your beliefs, but as the votes build up, so does the evidence of your new identity. When the votes mount up and the evidence begins to change, the story you tell yourself begins to change as well. And that's essentially what it comes down to, right? The story we're telling ourselves about ourselves. So I love this little formula that Claire gives in his book about how to go about creating new identities for ourselves. Step one is, first of all, deciding the type of person that you want to be. And step two is proving it to yourself with small wins. So he says every day you are casting votes for the person that you want to be. And the great news is you don't have to be perfect at it. Claire talks about the fact that in any election, there are going to be votes for both sides, right? But you don't need a unanimous vote to win. You just need the majority. So the goal isn't to be perfect, to never get off track. It's not all or nothing, right? What matters is what you are doing most of the time. So the question of who do I want to be is a big one, right? And we're used to thinking about goals and habits in terms of outcomes, in terms of what we want to achieve. And that can be a great place to start. So if your goal is to get into better shape, you could ask yourself, what kind of person would I have to be to accomplish that goal? I have a client um, who had a goal similar to that, and she decided she wanted to do it through strength training. And she'd never done this before. So she started with that identity and asked herself, who would I need to be to make this goal a reality? Well, she knew she needed um, to know what exercises to do. So she got an app and she watched some videos that taught her all about form and reps and equipment and everything she needed to know about that. And then she knew she actually would need to have the equipment, right? So she went out and bought um, some free weights and a barbell and a bench and the things that she would need to actually do the exercises. And then she studied up a little on macros and nutrition and how much protein she would need to be eating to get the results she wanted. And then she set a schedule for herself and made a plan for the week and then actually followed through because that's what a person who had the results that she wanted would do, right? And that's the kind of person she wanted to be. And this was several months ago, but she's gotten really into it and is loving it. She's more motivated than she's ever been to work out and has found something that she knows she's going to stick with. And it's really fun to talk with her about it because she really knows what she's doing. She knows about form and nutrition and reps and equipment. I told her she sounds like a professional now and it's pretty cool. And the interesting thing is she had no proof when she started out, right? She hadn't ever done strength training before. She had no evidence that she could do it. 
but she believed it. And that belief propelled her forward to start doing the things she needed to do to make it happen. And now it's her identity. And she intentionally designed and created that. So ask yourself that question. Who do you want to be? Do you want to be an organized person, a healthy person, a confident person, an outgoing person, a punctual person? Whatever it is you want to be, believe that you can create that. I want to leave you with one last thought. Your brain, your lower brain anyway, is making decisions based on the present, right? It wants to feel best in the here and now. It's not thinking about how sticking to your plan um, and doing what you say you're going to do is going to benefit you, right? It's thinking about what feels good in this moment. So eating that cookie, that's going to feel good right now, right? But sticking to your plan and getting the results you want, that's going to feel much better in the future. Washing the dirty dishes, waking up early, going to the gym, sitting down to work, getting outside of your comfort zone. These are things, these things are never going to sound fun in the moment, right? So you have to go into the future. Think about that future self who has that identity that you're trying to create and act from that place. What would she be thinking? What would she be feeling and what would she do? Your brain is just doing what it does best, right? It's trying to keep you safe and comfortable and efficient. But staying in that place isn't how we create an intentional life. You get to be the boss, not your brain, right? You're the one giving directions here. Don't limit yourself based on on who you've been or what you've done in the past. Every day is a new one, right? Every hour is a new one. You can shift gears and take those tiny steps that will eventually add up to your new identity every day. Okay, I'm going to sign off for this week. I hope you all have a great weekend and I will see you back here again soon. Bye, everyone. If you like what you hear on this podcast and would like to learn more, I invite you to go to my website at AnnetteJonesLifeCoaching.com. There you can sign up for a free mini session where I'll help you see how the tools I teach on this podcast can be applied directly to your own personal challenges. You can also find information on classes I teach and get on my email list for a weekly dose of inspiration straight to your inbox. Again, that's AnnetteJonesLifeCoaching.com. I'll see you there.